You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. We are so glad that you're listening. We're so glad that you're here. And we're really excited that you're as excited about superpowers as we are because it's exciting stuff. And there's a lot of people doing amazing, amazing, amazing things with them. And our guest today, of course, is no exception to that. But as we're going into this conversation, I really want to frame it up in a way to just ask you to kind of you know, let that mind go all kind of mushy for a minute and and, not, and don't worry about the boxes that you've created before. Don't worry about what you think you know and the labels and if I agree, if I disagree or anything like that. This show is all about allowing those innate kind of abilities, those skills we have, those talents we have, the 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 way that we look at the world to to shine its light on the world in a really different way. And and Many, many, many of us are working in that space. And, and in order to traverse it and really get the experience of and the benefit of all of the gifts that unfold for you in that space, you, you kind of have to be willing to suspend some disbelief. And, and so, you know, if you're, if you're, if you've listened to me for more than a minute on any of my shows and you know that I'm always going to push the envelope with that. And, and with this topic in particular, I want you to kind of settle into yourself and see where you've got your own stuff in this, right? Where you're seeing yourself reflected, you know, perhaps things that you still do that, that you, you need to address, or maybe things that, that you once did or things that you're seeing in people around you. And let, let's see if we can't have a little bit more compassion with, with those aspects of ourselves and in others so that we can perhaps understand them better and move them into a space where they are a benefit to all of us. And wouldn't that be lovely? So we're just going to dream that into existence. And we're going to start here and now with introducing Julian Reeve to the show. He's We're just really excited to have him on the show. I'm not going to say it's because he happened to be involved with Hamilton or in 2017. Was that right, Julian? Uh, correct. Yeah, actually, 2016 on the Broadway production, and then I took out the <laughs> first national tour in 2017. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so great! But that's—I mean—as excited as that makes us. Trust me when I say that this work that he's doing right now uh, is so much bigger. You know, if I could even say that, right? But but so much, so much bigger in the sense that as he stepped through those spaces and came into this awareness, right? That, that's what happens when we step into our gap and we really shine for the world to see. And I think it's really safe to say Julian's doing that. So Julian, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me, Tanya. It's great to be here. Oh, well, very good. Well, we're going to start in and ask not just what are your superpowers, but how are you using them for good in the world? Mm, really good. Uh, great question. I think my ultimate superpower is probably resilience. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure how or why, but I, I kind of developed a, a really, you know, strong foundation for resilience uh, to change in particular when I was a kid. Uh, and that's kind of really held me um, firm throughout my life, the ups and downs, the moving around a lot, the constant career changes. Um, yeah, and it's it's something that I've I've certainly relied on, and I suppose that resilience gives um, a solid foundation to vulnerability and openness. So I suppose resilience isn't necessarily directly serving me right now. What it is doing is directly serving the openness and the vulnerability, which is the parts that actually serve other people through my work. Beautifully said. I love that, which, 
you know, of course, then I would push back a little bit and say, and in, in return, of course, then that absolutely feeds us, right? It's that beautiful law of reciprocity um, because you're willing to do that, right? Like it's, I, I think for those of us who walk in, in the, on these paths, it, it, it's kind of matter of fact, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's great that, that it, it sounds good on paper at times, but it's like, that was a journey, you know, that was how I was going through this, you know, there was, it, it sometimes it, it was blind and sometimes it was, you know, only in retrospect did anything make any sense. And sometimes it wasn't all that fun and sometimes it was painful, you know? And so, and so I think we get on those journeys and it's easy to forget that it took courage to take that first step. And no matter how many steps in we were, where it became, it just was right. And there was almost this no turning back. Like you're going to go forward in this developmental process regardless. Um, But right prior to that, that's a choice. And it's a, it's a, you know, I think for a lot of us in the beginning, it's a moment by moment choice sometimes mm. not to go back into wanting to be not aware, right? Yeah, like, I, I, I think a lot of it actually, uh, certainly for me, and this, this is, this was a very personal journey for me. Um, I, I think subconsciously, uh, what went hand in hand with resilience was also the understanding that actually, I, I, I'm not sure I, I could, I completely commit or subscribe to the fact that we have one purpose. I think we have many purposes. Um, and I think our purpose actually develops as we develop as human beings. <laughs> um, and so I think, you know, the, the, the kind of, you know, when people ask you, you know, when, when you're close to the end, you know, well, have you, have you been a success? I, I think being aware that life will point you in certain directions. And if you're open enough and vulnerable enough to listen and be brave and be courageous enough to follow where, where the universe is pushing you, then I think the answer will be yes to, to success. It's not about money. Mm. It's not about possessions. It's, you know, it's, it's not about stature. It's, you know, it's truth. It's truth to yourself. It's truth to why you are here. Um, and, and I think, you know, society's kind of almost fixation on us staying on one road and being fully committed to the thing is almost dangerous in a way because we get so preoccupied with with what that is and the, and the search for that that, you know, it's like we drive down this really long, thin road. And because we're so focused on the destination, we stop seeing the road signs. We stop seeing the directions. And so, therefore, you know, we miss we miss the, uh, the the roads that come off the main road that actually we were supposed to take that junction to take us somewhere better, um, but we 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 miss we miss that because we're so focused on where we're going to. Mm, really beautifully said. I love that. We're going to take a quick break here, but uh, but right before I do, the thought that came through my head is that in our world, you know, we've said it in the way of like if, when you wake up every morning and you remember who you are, you win. Like that, that's, that's light. And then, and then everything that proceeds from that place is informed by that kind of brilliance, that light that shines inside of you and your, the courage to, to be that, right. To even, even pursue what even that might be to even ask, wait, maybe is there more like, am I not being that right? Just to even be in the inquiry of it, I think, I think is, is a win. Um, and, and people should celebrate that within themselves. Before we go to break, Julian, where can people go to find out more about you? Uh, my website, julianreeve.com, um, the Captain Perfection website. We'll talk about perfectionism maybe later on. Uh, it's captain-perfection.com. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm around on, on Instagram, Facebook, all of those, all of those usual social places. Mm, beautiful. Uh, we will absolutely be talking about perfectionism. We're talking today with Julian Reeve about the journey through 
and to perfection. Do not miss us up, folks. Stay here. You're going to want to come right back after break and hear about this really unique perspective on how to approach perfectionism. I know some of you can relate to that. So stick with us and we will be right back after the break. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Awesome. You're listening to the Science of Superpowers. And today we're talking with Julian Reeve about the journey through and to perfection. Julian, we, we, we talked a little bit about your some of these abilities, some of your perspectives on, on how we develop. And, and all of that is really, really well founded in this journey that you took, I, I would say, kind of through and toward or through and to perfectionism. I, I don't know how you would frame that up, but but I'd love for you to share with the audience that unique perspective you have about perfectionism and how we can reframe it. Sure. I mean, it's been a, it's been, it's been something that I've been connected with since I was probably four years old. I didn't really understand that I was a a kind of true perfectionist until maybe even well into my forties. But I I, uh, subconsciously grew up in a very perfectionistic environment. um, And ostensibly my, my own perfectionism started because my mother was my first ever piano teacher. And so every mistake that I made at the piano subconsciously, I was thinking that that gave her the power to love me less. So the mm. whole the whole focus on on uh, every lesson was to not make mistakes, and my perfectionism grew from that point. Um, and kind of interestingly, uh, my story with perfectionism is not dissimilar from many in the fact that I regard it as a positive and negative thing. Um, you know, I was, as we've already mentioned, very lucky to be the music director for the Broadway show Hamilton. And I certainly wouldn't have gotten that job or had a, had the nice career before that, that job point without my adaptive perfectionism. Um, and uh, kind of through, uh, it was actually through a very difficult time. Uh, it was four months into my time with Hamilton. I had a very mild heart attack at the age of 43 and um, research and kind of work with a psychologist would prove my perfectionism, my maladaptive perfectionism, kind of to be the root cause. I'd had horrendous issues with low self-esteem, you know, bullying in a critic um, that ostensibly, you know, I, I would I would go to all sorts of um, places to try and dull those senses, which actually did a lot of physical damage to my body and why my right coronary artery ended up to be 90% blocked. So kind of having gone through that experience, I'm kind of now focusing on, you know, rethinking perfectionism and reopening the gate to a better discussion that actually really takes into consideration adaptive and maladaptive perfectionism. When we dare to kind of pull back those layers and we and we, and we look around and, and we, we aren't afraid to say, 
well, what if this is sort of not exactly what we think it is? That 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 was a big inquiry that, that we went through just in the discovery of the whole kind of superpower construct and and what it meant and how we use certain skill sets and certain abilities and and all of that is, is you first had to be willing to go, wait, what if we're not seeing the whole picture? Mm-hmm. And and I think it's such a brilliant thing. I don't know that I would have thought to do it with perfectionism. In fact, you know, when I was teaching at the um, counter intel special agent course, we taught a course, my husband and I taught a course on um, that was critical thinking, kind of biases and stereotypes and stuff. And we we taught the, the mindset concept uh, that Carol Dweck put forward of, you know, um, fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And I remember yeah. resonating with that so deeply because I didn't realize how being smart, being gifted, being all these things that that I that I kind of took on myself over the years, kind of put me in this perspective. Then when I did something that wasn't so smart, and I do lots of things that aren't so smart, then then who am I, right? How do I how do I know myself in that? And from that, leaning into this idea of like maybe I am who I am, and the experiences are what they are, and 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 what what is this journey like when I can see it from that vantage point. And in that, of course, blossoms this really unique discovery of, of, of how we identify and, and all of that wonderful stuff that unfolds. And so it's it's parallel to that. And I love that you're doing it. I would not have seen it that way because to me, it was like that was at the root of the problem, right? And, and of course, now that you say that, I can see because there's perfection in divine design. There's perfection in in, in creation. And when when you play in some of these spaces, you start to see how you can use it in ways. And it truly is perfect, but mm-hmm. not in the way that I think most of us approach that concept. And so I love that you're breathing life into this. Yeah, well, th- thank you. I, I I love that you brought up Carol Dweck's work with, with mindset, because actually that's the kind of first hurdle with any uh, with any perfectionist. Um, that makes you know, sense. We, yeah. we are gov- perfectionists are governed by a fixed mindset because perfectionism mm-hmm. actually dictates that we play in that space. And so we're never going to change a perfectionist mind or, or encouraging encourage them to think in a different way without inspiring a growth mindset. And Carol's work has, has been outstanding, certainly for me, to be able to kind of, you know, rely on, on that to, to inspire people to think differently. And it, it's an amazing gate to open because, um, you know, once that growth mindset is is regarded as something of value you then start to look at your perfectionism in a completely different through a completely different lens and you start to make some very um, almost basic almost simple choices that have significant impact on your life so for example if you are the type of perfectionist that needs your email at work to be absolutely perfect and you check it like 15 20 times before you actually send it but you're also the type of perfectionist that needs their fridge to be in alphabetical order uh, before you go to work, then the growth mindset inspires you to think that actually you would do yourself a service to consider your perfectionism, to figure out which parts you can uh, you can massage to make better and which parts you can let go of. So using that as an example, you might decide that actually the emails at work are super important because they're super important for, for many reasons, no least that they, they earn you the money that, that keep you alive. But actually, and put food be- in the refrigerator. Well, exactly. <laughs> there you go. But because nobody else sees the refrigerator other than you, is that time better spent giving to the emails? So let's say that you spend half an hour a day 
Um, and it's it's a crazy concept, but people do do it. Let's let's say you spend 20 minutes, half an hour a day putting your fridge in that perfect condition. The only person really that that gets any benefit from that is you. Now, yes, you, your family might do, but not really because they know where the food is and they know where to find it. The only one who's going, oh, great, my fridge is in is in perfect order is is you. Now, is that 20 or 30 uh, are those 20 or 30 uh, minutes better spent prioritizing somewhere else uh, on on another area that would actually benefit you in much greater ways than having mm. a fridge in alphabetical order? Brilliant. And and through that conversation, is there is there space for, you know, what is it that we're really seeking through that perfectionism? Why does it make us feel good when it is perfect? And why does it make us feel not good when it's not perfect? Absolutely. And, you know, much of my work with individuals with perfectionism is based exactly on that. You know, we uh, again, the fixed mindset and also being a perfectionist leads us to think that there's only one way to do things. And mm. so we have very fixed ideas of how our perfectionism serves us. But once we sidestep out of the fixed mindset thinking, we actually realize that many of those thoughts are preconceived or they've been just simply, you know, learned behavior that then became mm -hmm. habit. But we only do those things because we're either in the habit of doing them or we think we should do them. Mm -hmm. The minute we sidestep away from that lens and look through perfectionism or look look at perfectionism through a different one, we begin to, and this is really where I start with individual clients, is how does perfectionism actually serve you? And it's as simple as writing up a pros and a cons list. Mm -hmm. um, and we can get much, much deeper. Obviously, there are there are many layers um, <laughs> un un under that under that exercise. But even that simple exercise will give you a really clear idea of of what is important to you, which then furthers the discussion of why it's important to you to then figure out the the action plan beyond that point. Mm, I just huge love and gratitude to you for stepping into those spaces with people because. I know you all and you're, there's brilliance. There's absolute brilliance that is um, in a lot of situations stifled because of exactly what you're talking about. And so to be able to gift folks with the ability to, 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 to see through and to perfectionism and understand perhaps even more about, about who they are in the midst of it, not, not, not the shadow element, you know, because it pales in comparison to that as sort of this, this crutch or this, like you said, the stigma that they carry, but rather how does it get integrated in a way that truly does serve them and serves those around them and ultimately serves all of us? Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, the, the, the thing that I find with perfectionists over and over and over again is that the baseline, the absolute kind of root foundation of almost all perfectionism in my experience comes down to self-worth. So if we are, if we say, you know, we're effectively doing two things in, in assessing and figuring out how to manage perfectionism. We're looking at perfectionism on one hand, but we're looking at you as a fun, you know, who are you fundamentally? Who, who are you and who would you, who do you want to be? Who were you meant to be? Who have you become? Where did you, which road did you take that perhaps you shouldn't have taken or did you miss the turning to the road that you should have taken, <laughs> et cetera. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it becomes a, a kind of, a very kind of global, um, broad outlook on, on self 
um, and particularly comes comes down to self worth. And we often, or I often, recognise with with perfectionists that a lot of perfectionism is born out of lack of self worth. That's exactly mm-hmm. where mine started. Um, and obviously, the older we get, the the more mature we get, the more experienced we become. And actually, many of those limiting beliefs just become habits and behaviours um, mm-hmm. that actually don't serve us anymore. And those realisations then open the door to all sorts of possibilities that we didn't even know were there. Beautiful, beautiful. We are definitely preaching to the choir. That is our jam here at Superpowers. We love that that inner journey and the, and the courage that it takes to walk it. Folks, those of you who have stepped on the path, obviously you have because you're here with us. We, we, we just so honor you and support you in that. And, and, and just know that like that, that really yummy place that you're looking for of, of self and, and connection and harmony with everything else exists in this journey that Julian's so beautifully speaking about. So if you're looking for assistance with that, please make sure that you're reaching out, kind of gauging your, your, your experience with that. If this resonates with you, please check out Julian's work and, and, and do yourself the favor of, of at least opening yourself to the possibility of reimagining things that you thought were a specific way, perhaps, and and, and may, maybe they don't need to be, right? And, and and what opens up to you because of that. Again, Julian, thank you so much for being here. Um, let's remind folks again where they can go to find out more about you. Yeah, julianreeve.com. And uh, the, the book, uh, which is aimed at, at kids six plus, uh, it's mm-hmm. called Captain Perfection and the Secret of Self-Compassion, uh, where I encourage kids to develop their own self-compassion superpower to manage perfectionism in healthier ways that's available at uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, other other outlets. Beautiful. Might I encourage adults to allow their own inner child to read it as well, because it might do you wonders to go back to those ages and, and see it through a different lens. Folks, we love you. We know you're listening. We, we appreciate you. We appreciate you sharing um, the network. It really means the world to us. Um, and and we, we appreciate your continued support in that. If you're looking for a way to, to develop your superpowers and truly kind of step into that space, that, that brilliance that we're speaking of, you know the way. Go to superpowerexperts.com and follow the path. First step is listen to an episode each day from the network. It attunes you to different conversations, that feel-good place, right, from our hearts. And when you're ready, you'll know and, and you'll watch it, uh, one of our video series each week. That's done through the IM series. Um, beautiful messages there that are inspired and 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 start start the, you on the dedicated process of, of maybe making some changes in your life. And of course, the uh, the third step, when you're ready, and you'll know when you're ready, and if it's for you, you'll know, then, then take a look at our programs. But you can find all of that there at superpowerexperts.com. Please be sure to check out Julian's work and Captain Perfection. Julian, truly huge love and gratitude for stepping into that space and kind of button up against some traditional... Um, um, dare I say dogma thinking thinking theories mm-hmm. on on the subject how about that <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah Th- thanks for having me I really enjoyed that oh beautiful well we did also so and to all of you out there take care of yourselves take care of each other we love you goodbye for now thank you for listening to the superpower network go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today